when I came to Japan, it was with this the full knowledge of this is going to be difficult. This was pre-internet, so I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be so yeah. hard to live in Japan. But yeah. I can do it, and right. I can write, and I can you know research and, and write great story, and I'm going to yeah. do this, whatever you know. This was one. Um, so I did, and I wrote. But what I learned was it's really hard to get stories into people's hands, like books. You can have a book published, sure. but to actually get a lot of people to read it mm. is not as easy as it, I thought it would be. Sure. Um, and I had all this extra information, so I do all this research about, again, superstitions or folklore or uh, what have you, and history, and I had notebooks full of this information, and they're really interesting. And these were things, too, that I would read in Japanese, translate, never saw before anywhere. Right. Um, even if I looked on the internet, there was nothing there. Or s- things people told me, like, you know, I live in a smallish town with a mm. lot of, you know, the neighborhoods, a lot of elderly people, and they would tell me stories like, oh, when, back in my day, we used to. <laughs> right. So I'd write this down, yeah. and I've never heard it before, so I wanted to somehow get that out there, and there were so many... By that time, by the time I started the podcast, there were you know quite a few podcasts about Jap- Japan and Japanese and living yeah. here, but I hadn't seen this before. Hey there. Welcome to Made in Japan, Conversations with Meljo Catalan. This is my podcast about Japan, but it's not just your run-of-the-mill cool Japan podcast. I want to explore a side of Japan besides sushi and sumo, anime, and video games. I'm here to extrapolate and meditate with the local people that your travel guide probably doesn't touch on, people that are hungry for making it, and people that have made it. This podcast is my talks with them. What is happening, listeners? I hope you are all staying rad. As for me, life has been flying by week to week, and before I know it, it's almost the end of the year. But man, I am still wondering, where in this world is the reset button? Um, could we all just agree that we all deserve to, you know, to have a do-over? Uh, why don't we just globally agree to wipe the slate clean and just be like, yep, 2020, Let's try and give it a second go at it. Um, so that would be especially rad. But alas, we have to just keep, you know, keep keeping on. Uh, thanks to all of you for continuing to listen. And thanks to all the new listeners checking out my podcast. And for those of you who've donated via my Kofi page, thanks so much for the support. All the funds go, do go back to making and producing this podcast. And if you are interested in helping me out, uh, you know, talking to many of the amazing folks that Japan has made, you can visit ko-fi.com slash made in Japan podcast. That's ko-fi.com slash made in Japan podcast. Now on this episode, though, I'm shifting gears and I want to put focus on a very successful podcast that shines the light of a darker, mysterious side of Japanese culture. I'll be talking to a one Teresa Matsura, the host of Uncanny Japan podcast. So Teresa is a writer who uses her podcast to dissect the folklore, myths, legends, and superstitions in this country. And through her research and the investigations, each story is superbly packaged into bite-sized episodes that are crafted eloquently. 
Now, I'm sure most of the Western listeners know little of what Teresa discovers. Even for us longtime foreign residents, um, well, for me speaking, I can barely touch on the surface of most of these creepy, you know, ancient stories. Um, episodes that talk about creepy children's songs, the origins of some well-known Japanese sayings, legendary goats, some rocks that are crying, rocks that die, rocks that are born, um, a few Tengu stories. Uh, if you guys don't know what Tengu are, they're like the... Um, how do I explain the Tengu? They're the Japanese goblins with... You know, they're Japanese mythical goblins with a long nose and... Uh, they hang out in the forest. Um, usually you can see them in, in Japanese uh, festivals. Uh, people would wear these m- masks uh, with... Uh, usually it's a red mask with a long nose, and that's usually uh, resem- uh, symbolizing a Tengu. Now, um, Teresa also talks about a plethora of superstitions. She covers them all, and they are so much more... That she can dive deep into for the future podcasts. Um, I, for one, feel uh, fortunate that we have a Japan podcast like this. And I think all of you would agree that this podcast is necessary as it is entertaining when we talk about Japan. And so, without further ado, here is one Teresa Matsura host of Uncanny Japan podcast. And here we go. Terry, thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for inviting me. What What's going on right now in, in your area? Because right now in Tokyo, I'm in the middle of the, air quotes, typhoon. Is, it, yeah. is, there, is the weather, like, okay there? It's, it's very rainy, a little windy. I've got yeah. the windows open, actually, because I'm kind of enjoying it. It looks like it's going to veer off, though. I was, uh, oh, I was okay. kind of wanting a little bit more excitement. But, right. Yeah, I, well, it's you, very rainy. It's always like that in Japan when when they're always always like prepping you or priming you. The typhoon is coming. The typhoon is coming. Uh, then it comes. I don't know where you're from back from you know where you uh, grew up, but like I grew up in the Northeast. I'm so used to blizzards and hurricanes and you know nor'easters. That's what we called them back in you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So when they talk about like the typhoon is coming, it's always like eighty five percent of the time. It's like. Just rain. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, me too. I'm from the south, so yeah, yeah. Uh, the hurricanes, and that's what I'm used to, like palm trees yeah. blown over and things blown away. But yeah, so far, and it's this very... year we haven't had one good one yet. So right, right. It's it's always underwhelming for me, and I'm like, what are, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyways, thank you for coming on to my podcast. Um, can you just introduce yourself for a little bit? Okay. Uh, my name is Teresa Terry Matsura. I am an American. I came to Japan 30 years ago as a student. Mm. Yeah. Uh, studied for two years at university. Uh, stuck around. Still here. <laughs> I'm a writer and a podcaster. And 
Yeah, I think that's it. That's it, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I have you on because of your podcast, and I think it's mm, a... Thank you. Uh, honestly, I just recently got into it, like, uh, this year. Um, oh. And <laughs> so, yeah, your podcast, Uncanny Japan podcast, mm-hmm. uh, it, you go through a lot of... Uh, uh, you tap into a lot of the Japanese folklore and the superstitions mm-hmm. and the myths, and that's a really cool niche to get into. Um, but I want to start with you. Um, <laughs> were you always a superstitious uh, child growing up? That's a good question. Um, my father was in the Air Force. I'm an only child, so we were okay. moving like every two years. Yeah. Um, only child, uh, making friends was like this, just, yeah, I wasn't very good at it. My mom would have to go out and bring kids inside to play. Right, right. <laughs> so I think I just had this like, imagination and my own world, my, my own like imaginary world and everything. So mm. coming to Japan and discovering that, um, it, this sounds really silly, but like Japan's so old, like yeah. the, the, everything is old, like the, the, right. the way people think and all this tradition, it really felt comfortable sure um and just to explore that where you know again i moved around a lot in the states and uh-huh. uh, everything was very i say shallow there it just it didn't feel like you know there was a lot of you know my mom and dad were right. kind of removed from their ancestors and ancestors right. in japan hey you know <laughs> yeah yeah so coming here and uh i got i was i got married and uh, mm. my mother-in-law was mm. extremely superstitious, so okay. everything I did, <laughs> everything I did was wrong. It's like, no, you can't do that because you're going to offend this god or that god, or, <laughs> you know, you're going to bring a hex on our family, or... Um, do you remember the first bad, bad move? <laughs> <laughs> the first bad... What did I... Oh, there's just everything I did, I'm yeah. trying to think. Um, like, little things from... Uh, oh jeez, everything. <laughs> uh, I ordered. Uh, I was proud of myself because I was learning Japanese, and yeah, our refrigerator yeah. broke or something. So I went out yeah. and I actually, you know, went shopping. I found a refrigerator and I had it delivered. And I thought, wow, well, how, how could she not praise me for actually getting a refrigerator delivered to the house? And I got a good deal on it and everything. <laughs> okay. And she was over at the time. She came by or something. And when they delivered it, and she just you know stopped them and she looked at the calendar and she goes. You can't have anything delivered today. This is an <laughs> unlucky day. And I'm like, no, you're <laughs> and she's like, you know, she's telling them to take it back, take it. This is a very unlucky day. I'm like, no, 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 don't take it back. But, but what did I do? So, right, right. You know, yeah. And then I had to learn about the calendar and how there's good days for some things and there's bad days for some things. That and was a trip when I started learning about the Japanese calendar. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. how does this work? You're like, you can't get married on this day. It's exactly, just, exactly. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, and yeah. And if you don't know about it, life is pretty, you know, happy. You go about things fine, but you don't realize that, you know, you could be stepping on toes, like, you know, whatever, offending somebody. If you, you know, if you do have a wedding on a bad day and you invite all your friends and then they're like, well, gee, you know, <laughs> I really kind of don't want to go out there. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not going to be, ha- uh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. so the, the more I dug, yeah. the more I found kind of thing in Japan. Okay. Were your parents superstitious? My parents. I'm of the generation where they just kind of like let me be, you know, be home and the streetlights come on and okay. do your thing. And I grew I up think... in Alaska for a lot too, so. Oh, okay. Run of the run of the land. Um, because one thing for me, mm. yeah, I'm just saying one thing for me. The I grew up with 
a crazy superstitious mom. But you know, oh, okay. this is this is a very uh, I'm uh, this is a very typical Filipino American mom. You know, first generation mm-hmm. immigrating. I, I don't know if you know, but Filipinos have a lot of superstitions. And there's a lot of them that are related with Japanese superstitions. So, for example, um, my mom would freak out. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you cutting your fingernails at night? That one, yeah. And I'm like, and then when I came to Japan, I'm like, oh, wait, that's the same one. <laughs> and she'd be like, wait until the morning. Yeah, wait till you wake up. <laughs> or like dropping a, dropping a watermelon will make a, 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 a woman sterile or something like that. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. So there's just so many things like, uh, or a blood red moon would be like, one of your mm. relatives will try to kill you or something like that. <laughs> there's there's some so many insane superstitions that like I had to like, you know, walk it was like walking on eggshells in my household and I'm like, okay, I can't do anything. <laughs> so I, Japan, you think you're gonna be okay and it's like there are more. No, there, there's even more. <laughs> so exactly. I so I'm I'm curious, uh also for you uh, when you were studying or, mm. you know, growing up um, were you always into uh, writing like mystery or horror? Mm, that I was, and I think again it was because of the only child thing, the yeah. being alone so much, and uh, you know I, I read this Harriet the Spy, this book where she just wrote everything down and took notes, yeah. and I imagined myself to be that person, so I was always writing things down. And yeah, it's like the big dream was to be a writer, and mm. Uh, mm. yeah, so. Well, story like okay mm. who were your favorite authors uh you know now <laughs> now <laughs> uh oh i love so many people um yeah think of someone uh, uh jeffrey eugenides is okay. a middle sex so i like a lot of literary fiction um yep. which is interesting because there's um a guy called ethan uh what's his name oh my gosh mm. nathan englander okay <laughs> and uh he's this jewish writer and he's just freaking amazing he's so beautiful and wow. I like literary but I tend to write more like you said horror or kind of uh, urban myth kind of stuff right so yeah See, kind of, I'll, I'll be honest I'm, I'm very I'm very not in the horror genre like I, I I've, yeah. I've read my Stephen King I've read my mm-hmm. Mary Shelley mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. I was always more into uh, essays and Pro, prose, uh, poetry, uh, mm-hmm. very into like the anything historical fiction. So mm-hmm. listening to your podcast made me kind of like want to go into start reading more um, mystery or horror, you know, again. Yeah, yeah. So. I try to, yeah, I try to read a lot, like different, like you said, like I do read essays and I do read around just to see what's good. As long as it's a good story. That's my, I, I just recently right. came at this age came upon the my my meaning in life or whatever <laughs> or what I want to do is just right. tell a good story because I do write and I do have a couple books out but mm. in the podcast too that's not necessarily writing but it is telling a story mm. and recently I've more and more been trying to instead of just wrote you know just giving people information yeah to make it more interesting and right. like an actual arc in, in, in the podcast so even though right. they're short um, you know, to have the beginning, a middle, and an end, uh, and then it just kind of hit me. I'm like, yeah, that's what I like to do. Is I like to tell stories in whatever format I can, if it's podcasting or writing or drawing pictures drawing, or whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, 
I, I want to uh, give you a choice of where to, uh, to talk about. Um, I, I'm interested to know about your writer's life, you know, the life in Japan as a writer. And I want to know how writing in Japan as a writer really sparked your way into your podcast uh, on Canon uh-huh. Japan. So I, I'm, which way that's which for way you to decide, <laughs> you can start uh, with. I'd say the one that I probably am like most like, okay, uh, how about... Uh, so. I, I, when I came to Japan, it was with this the full knowledge of this is going to be difficult. This was pre-internet, so I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so yeah. hard to live in Japan, but yeah. I can do it, and right. I can write, and I can you know research and, and write great story, and I'm going to yeah. do this, whatever you know. This was wonderful. Um, so I did, and I wrote. But what I learned was it's really hard to get stories into people's hands, like books. You can have a book published, sure. but to actually get a lot of people to read it mm. is not as easy as it, I thought it would be. Sure. Um, and I had all this extra information, so I do all this research about, again, superstitions or folklore or uh, what have you, and history, and I had notebooks full of this information, and they were really interesting. And these were things, too, that I would read in Japanese, translate, never saw before anywhere. Right. Um, even if I looked on the internet, there was nothing there. Or s- things people told me, like, you know, I live in a smallish town with a mm. lot of, you know, the neighborhoods, a lot of elderly people. And they would tell me stories like, oh, when, back in my day, we used to. <laughs> right. So I'd write this down. Yeah. And I've never heard it before. So I wanted to somehow get that out there. And there were so many, by that time, by the time I started the podcast, there were, you know, quite a few podcasts about Jap- Japan and Japanese and living yeah. here. But I hadn't seen this before. It's kind of like, a, yeah. like you said, a really niche <laughs> market. Really and market. yeah. So that's yeah. So that was my my idea was just to get all these little uh, bits of information in one place and kind of say, hey guys, what do you think of this? Because I notice as I go through your episodes, I I find it amazing all the different um, myths and uh, mm. folklore that you really get into. Because I myself would have so much trouble to focus on that one specific. Uh, myth or one specific uh, culture uh, phenomenon mm. in in one episode, because right, right. you as you as I'm uh, paraphrasing you, it's like easy to go down that rabbit rabbit hole and and mm-hmm. then just go mm-hmm. into you know something <laughs> which I'm I'm else yeah because I'm a man of lots of digression <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. I would here, I would man. yeah I would I'm so scatterbrained all the time and I think you do a great job in each episode to just pinpoint and then go into uh, some of the things for example the one episode that I really loved a lot was uh, Mm. the uh, Komare Ishii episode with uh, it was so I don't maybe because it was I was listening to it while I was at a park and Mm. it was so uh, you know and, and another thing I wanted to touch on was the the, the way you use uh, nature sounds in your episodes, but like ah. the story itself about uh, uh, the the round stone myth, you know, whenever mm-hmm. the, the the old monk dies, I, I found your voice <laughs> and the story just so soothing in this COVID times, and it yeah. made me feel <laughs> super relaxed. Oh, thank you. Thank so you. yeah, yeah, that was. Another thing that uh, I've discovered along the way is that um, I make people fall asleep. <laughs> I was gonna, my, I was gonna my, tell you, my, my groaning. I don't know what it is, but it's magical and it's funny. Um, I have uh, my friend helps me with the audio and kind of yeah. the techie stuff, and yeah. you know I can walk in and he'll be like at the chair, like you know, like <laughs> listening to what I'm doing, and me too. I can listen to myself and I just like fall asleep. So right, um, that was another. Uh, so 
another thing I do is Patreon on the on the side, so I can get like yeah. like people who really are into this stuff. Yeah. And I do a bedtime story, and that was the whole idea. With what was like, you know, again, there's a lot of stress going on. Right. There's so much in the news. There's so much in life. And I swear, I, I swear, I thought you. <laughs> I swear, I thought you could be a a, a great. Um, you know that app called Calm? It's like a meditation app. Yeah, I feel like I you would be an, an amazing like special host in for one of their because <laughs> just go into oh, tell a story. It, just even that story above the of the stone, uh, you know the. And so I, I think yeah, I get I, a lot of email. <laughs> and one of the sweetest ones was I got uh, this 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 lady. Um, she wrote me and she said she has really really bad migraines and she said nothing works for her migraines. <laughs> okay. Um, and she goes, if I listen to your podcast. Yes, I actually can relax. I was like, oh, that's like a huge compliment. Thank right, you so right. much. Right, right. Yeah, that's, right. that's almost sounds so rewarding, too. <laughs> I, yeah, so, I like, yeah, and I do, too. I listen yeah. to the things to fall asleep, so I appreciate right. that. <laughs> no, it, it was a really good episode. And, and uh, the, the, the recent one that you did on mm. um, uh, the, the Oiran, the, your yeah, latest one. Oiran. Really fascinating, and uh, I, I don't want to give away much because I would like the listeners to listen <laughs> to it. But like, uh, I, you know, I thought I knew lots of things about red light districts in Japan, but apparently, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and and that the uh, uh, you know I never knew about the the hierarchy, I guess, of right, the, right. The, the you know the different types of prostitutes, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's pretty intense. <laughs> And there was so much more. That one was really hard to do because it was so broad. There was so much. It was like just one little thing. I right. could have just gone down forever and found all this neat stuff. So, right. yeah, I even try to be more specific than that. Exactly. <laughs> Japan is just wonderful as far as rich culture, right? Yes, and you've got right. Hundreds and hundreds of years. Of, right. So, um, yeah, the Oyodon was fun too. And actually, I'm going to touch back on that one. There is yeah. a, uh, much like the Koumari Ishi, Yep. There's a local spot, I think it's like three hours from here, but yep. it's where a bunch of oiran were, were murdered, actually. They were pushed oh, gosh. off this cliff. Yeah, oh, gosh. Yeah. And it's like one of the most haunted spots in Japan. That's insane. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Halloween special. <laughs> it, it, that's what's going to be. So Whoa. I'll tell the story and I'll go there and actually get like photos and, and uh, the binaural mics. So I do the binaural mics. Right. To, you know, see what it sounds like and everything, but... Yeah, because yeah, yeah. so I wanted to touch you, back on that. <laughs> even the BGM on the Oidon episode, you're using a lot of like the festival sounds. Um, it mm-hmm, sounds like a festival mm-hmm. sound. Um, I, yeah. I, I I wanted to ask you, like, from the beginning, were you always considering to use binaural mics and and nature sounds? And because uh, mm-hmm. it really seems to be really an important uh, quality into your podcast. It's that kind. That kind. That was a lucky. <laughs> so again, my 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 tech guy, uh, yeah. sound guy. He was actually he was one of the very first podcasters. Uh, Rich yeah. Pav. He did Hello from Japan. Hero from Japan. Oh, like a million okay. Years ago. Right. Okay. And that was his thing. Like he he was like I and, and he did him as like walking through Shinjuku or something. So he put him on his hat and he'd walk yeah. through and have his camera up or whatever or just talk. I don't think he had. Well, some of them were YouTube, but anyway. Um, right. So he had a pair. And yeah. we were talking, and I was, I, I'm gonna do the podcast, and he was kind of done with podcasting at the time, and I'm like, hey, you know, can I borrow those? Not so much, you know, the, um, you know, walking downtown, but right. just I love, you know, the frogs and the crickets and the, you know, the ocean. There's just so many neat things here that I can't right. hear back in the states. So, right. and the whole idea of, again, telling a story, uh, relaxing yeah. <laughs> in Japan, like you're, you're here with me. I'm telling you this story, and this is what it sounds like to be here. Right. So. 
as much as possible, um, yeah, use those and uh, just totally immersive, I guess. Yeah, it, for. It, it's, it, it really does help. And, and I think it, it's just, it's a character of, its, of itself when while you're talking. Mm. So, yeah, and good we, on you. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And recently, which is kind of funny, uh, with the whole pandemic, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, uh, not having a job, right. <laughs> a lot more time to spend on the podcast. Right. No money, but more time, which is actually okay. I really enjoy the time, and we've been experimenting a lot with the sounds and just okay. kind of having fun with it too. So uh, the star-crossed lovers, uh, right. we right. did that, and mm. I don't know. We must have been like in a really funny mood, but uh, the story goes, you know, whatever the, the, the star-crossed, right. but the the the. the um, What's his name? The, the dude. The tar dude. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. He did this a month ago, two months ago. Yeah. But he, um, he was told like, oh, you know, you're not tending the cows. You're in love with this woman. So you have right. to, like, cows are getting sick. So right. we, we sit there and we find like these mooing, like moo, and then like a cow sneezing. And we're just like these really subtle, just kind of funny things sometimes. Or right. sometimes we're so scary. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to like breaking glass and everything. So we're, it's it's so fun. We've actually started to experiment with audio dramas, like okay. instead of just doing the, the constant podcast, do something a bit longer, and again a whole story, like several episodes. Several episodes. And okay. yeah, so kind of wanting to do that too. That was so, that was mm. you kind of like led it towards my next question was that was this year have <laughs> you been more creative? And it, I guess you just kind of answered it. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like I? But I also wonder with. For your podcast, um, mm. were there any episodes or that you published or episodes that you probably haven't published that was a, like a challenging story to tell? That it was just, mm. it was way too much to handle, I guess, or to just um, dissect. Were there any times like that when while doing an episode? Ooh, that's a good question. I think, oh, that's a good question. I don't oh that's very oh I'm, I'm oh like, sorry <laughs> no no i'm like i actually do record some stuff um yeah. that's more like more personal and sure. more what's going on and it's kind of saved for the patrons because there's not like a yep. whole bunch it's like the whole world's listening yep. it's just it's these tiny people and i trust them yep but um you know the reason i left my work <laughs> was kind of like really horrible right. and uh stuff like that and also this halloween i have like a true like something scary that really yep. freaky that happened to me that yep. I've never really told anybody, but I'm gonna like tell it for them for because them. it is okay. a good story and it is kind of like hair raising. It's like what the so <laughs> that, but it involves parts of things that I really don't want to tell everybody. So sure, sure. Most of that I kind of save. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Test, I guess. <laughs> Interesting, but yeah, there are times that you've because I I always feel that way too. Even just with my podcast as just like a talk mm-hmm. shows kind of a talk show mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes there's a guess that I feel the subject matter was a little too too much ah. and I'm just like okay let's reel that back in and just you know <laughs> maybe I don't know put it in like a out outro out cut edit thing I don't know yeah, <laughs> I don't have yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a patreon thing but I do do some kind of donation page but yeah I, oh, I, okay. I think about that um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind that. And I really, I kind of like the idea of, of, you know, like talking and telling, again, telling the story and right. something personal, which right. again, I, I don't like doing, but, <laughs> but being able to connect to somebody and having someone say, oh my gosh, me too. And actually with the first story about how, why I left work and what was yeah. going on there, 
um, several people said, "Oh my, you know, same thing happened to me. I know, so, you know, whatever." They, they could, yeah. they could, like, <laughs> kind of reach out and we were commiserating right. each other. And so right. that was um, very helpful. I didn't expect that. So huh. yeah, it's interesting. So. Can you tell me about your where you live now? Um, I'm, I'm curious about like what, why does your the, when you talk about some of your episodes, like in the the Komori Ishi episode, it mm. sounds like your area is such a like a really mysterious place to, to live, <laughs> and there are places in Japan that are like that. Right, right, yeah. right. So my theory with Japan is like every place is like that. You know, you know, yeah. how even in, you're, you're in Tokyo, right? Yes, um, yes, yeah. Okay, so yeah. even in Tokyo, now you can like walk, and there's these buildings, and then there's this oh Tokizo yeah, or this small, yeah. right? So yeah, and he, and, and I guess more so in the where I am in the countryside, but um, yeah. there's just there's so much history to the land that yep. there are. Things you walk by every day and you don't even know, you're like oh yeah there's something there oh there's something there but but then when you research it and you kind of ask yeah. around yeah um, they turn out to be really fascinating um, again hundreds of years old right. deities that are at they're supposed to be at the crossroads so they can protect people or something right. and all these years they built around them but they won't move that even though there's like no face on them it's just like a rock now because it's <laughs> old but um, yeah. I almost think that. Uh, or, or my, my, my belief, my hope yeah. is that all over Japan is like that and I could go somewhere. So my big dream, like, and I don't say this often, but my right, right. big dream is to get an RV, <laughs> to travel up and down, <laughs> like, just, like stop and, Kinda and, like in a, and then walk around <laughs> and take notes and take right, right. videos. And just we'll go around and... Cause you right. you are you are Research right everything <laughs> cuz it's especially for the elderly in the in all these local towns man they love to say some stories and i yes. i know what you're yes. talking about you i would visit like a random onsen village and like people would just start talking to you about like why this onsen is amazing and some crazy uh, legendary thing that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. She used to come here yeah, yeah. and bathe with her master. <laughs> exactly. Really? We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm bathing in a fox's bathhouse well, yeah, right now. Everybody knows that, but you know, if you don't ask, you don't know. Exactly. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted. To, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say one thing. Yeah. I, well, I just remembered now. You, you mentioning that is yeah. when I very first came, again pre-internet. I. And, and where I lived at the time was um, also lots and lots of like elderly people. Yeah. I, I wanted to interview like all these um, World War II, the veterans, because yeah. no, and that was, yes. and we had relatives. One of our yes. relatives was actually conscript, conscripted to be um, a kamikaze and mm. he got his mm. papers and mm. it was like the day before he was supposed to go in, the war mm. ended, you know, mm. and he was there at this, this mm. one thing we had, this family dinner. Right. And uh, I was like, oh, I just want to talk to you. And I was like, oh, talk to him. He'd love to tell you stories. And I was like, oh, right. I didn't. And, but at the time, my Japanese wasn't good enough. And I wanted right. to be polite because you really right. have to have, you know, Japan's a language, Japanese is a language where you really need to be polite. You can't just go in right. there. And that's one thing I never really did. And I kind of regret that. But mm. in an, another way, I'd like to tell Japan's story. Maybe not so much speaking to old World War II old vets. World War II <laughs> but in other ways, I could tell the story, hopefully. <laughs> I, I wanted to go into because you mentioned that you have uh, you're in an anthology of essays uh, in a new book called Inaka Portraits of Life and Travel in Japan yeah. or in rural Japan yeah. sorry yeah um, can yeah, you talk more about that out. yeah um, that was 
Yeah, the publisher got a hold of me, and actually several friends, writer friends here, and I'm, I've started reading it. They're really good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just the whole idea is Inaka, like the, the countryside yep. and different foreigners who have been here for a while, and there's mm -hmm. stories about you know their life there, mm. and really, really fascinating. I'm having a good time <laughs> reading those. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very interested in that, so I would like to try to pick it up. Oh, that's right, you said you like essays. So. Yes, so, <laughs> so yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, Me too, I, I love it. What would you like, um, I guess, what would you like to do in the future with your podcast? Like, would you like to try something new, or are you in, you know, is there something... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I would like I would like to do more audio dramas or more 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 as if I've done one before. No, yeah. I would like to do audio. Um, I've got a four episode one in my head. It's a, yeah. it's a story I wrote that was actually nominated for a, a prize and everything. So uh, I think it's a decent story. So uh, I kind of redid it. So now it's like first person telling the story. Okay. And then after that, I've got a longer one. Like a all these are written out. This is what the pandemic did for me, as horrible as it is. <laughs> I know. It gave me all this time to right. just be, you know, I'd wake up excited because I didn't have to meet anybody. <laughs> but I could write, I could, right. I could read, I could, you know, listen, whatever. But um, right. yeah, so I have that, I have a 12 episode one. It's going to be more horror. Okay. But, uh, with lots of um, sound, <laughs> homemade, you know, because... I live now in a kind of old the back yeah. um, okay. <laughs> house. Right. It wasn't like this before, so now it is. Um, yeah. And the house itself kind of has its story, so I kind of oh, mm. let's tell this story too, mm. and what mm. I imagine the story to be. I was, I was going to ask you if, if your house has some kind of haunting story or a haunted yeah. type of story. Um, the most <laughs> recent thing, it, it's not a bad feeling, which I really like. Because um, yeah. some places you, you go and it's like, oh, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> right, like, right, right, oh. right. But this, this house, and I'm pretty sure grandma and grandpa live here and they probably passed away somewhere in the yeah. house and yeah. I suspect where they were yeah. but uh, the weirdest thing that happened was one morning I woke up um, really early and it was Obon so yep. Obon the, the three days when three days. ancestors are supposed yep. to come back yep. um, there it's the first time I think someone has lived in the house since the, oh. they passed away so okay. you know in Japan the idea is that maybe they get lost and they and they come back they're used to coming back to this house so right right um, I was uh, I was drying my hair, so it was early, like five in the morning. And I was drying my hair. I was on the couch and I was sitting. I had my hair, my head down, like I was drying my hair like this. <laughs> okay. And then I felt someone sit down, like behind me, like I could feel the cushion go in. And I jumped and I looked, and my partner wasn't there. there was okay. Upstairs and I was like, okay. <laughs> like this, and keep looking, looking around. But it wasn't a bad feeling. It just felt like it was very obvious. Like someone, I totally hey. thought he had come down and sat next to me. And then later when I was talking to someone about it, they're like, well, the, the Butsudan area, what's that look like? And, you know, because you're supposed to keep it, I mean, not that we have an altar there now, but it should right. be clean and nice. Right. And I had like, you know, a box of books there <laughs> and I had some pillows there. So I took everything off and I put yep. some flowers, you know, and if grandma or grandpa is here, you know, they can go there and they can have a little rest. Ah, uh, right. Okay. They have to sit with me on the couch. <laughs> Screw on over there, and uh, and then yeah, nothing weird happened after that. Thank you. Okay, but so they're, yeah, they're still hanging out then. There, I think so. They, yeah. <laughs> Recently's been okay, but there's been uh, we have lights that come on automatically. Oh right, walking by the the sensor. So right. sometimes like the hall light will just pop on in the middle of the night, and you're like, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> those freak me out. That's why I, I don't have them in my apartment. <laughs> like, those freak me out. Good idea. I get it. <laughs> what are they seeing that I don't see? That's exactly. Yeah, I want to get rid of them now. <laughs> well, seriously, uh, Terry, thank you for having me uh, come and talk and talk with you about Uncanny yes. Japan. It, this was a really so amazing thing to do, and um, I. Now you know I, I'm, I'm a new listener for you. I'm gonna go back to your backlog and then just start listening oh, to <laughs> other stuff because I'm just like getting into it and I'm. It's kind of nice, but you know, yeah, keep on doing with the binaural sounds and then the, and the mm. nature sounds because it really does help me and I'm sure all of your listeners out there to to relax and uh, yeah <laughs> and sleep. <laughs> That's yep. cool. I'm and okay sleep. with that. <laughs> thank you, know, you so much. Thank no you so problem. much for asking me and having no me problem. on. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Once again, thank you so much, Terry, for coming out and taking the time out of your busy schedule to do this chat with me. For those of you who are interested, I am going to post links of uh, Terry's recent publication or contri contribution into that uh, uh, group of essays. I think it's believe it's called uh, Inaka uh, Portraits of Life in Rural Japan. Uh, I'm going to send a, an Amazon link out to that. And also I'm going to send links to uh, Uncanny Japan podcast website. And feel free to check it out because if you're really interested what Terry talks about, um, I'm sure you're not going to be disappointed. And I'm sure Terry will be super delighted to have uh, people who are, you know, trying to get into what's going on in the ancient myths and folklore of Japanese culture. I'm pretty sure she will be really excited to have uh, new listeners coming on. You're listening to Made in Japan podcast, Conversations with Melgio Catalan. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you just want to just say hello, uh, you can contact me through my email address, which is made, or sorry, it's japanmademepodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can feel free to uh, f uh, follow me and uh you know, give me a direct message through my Instagram or my Facebook. It's my handle is uh, at Made in Japan podcast. So, yeah, um, stay tuned. I'm going to keep going with another uh, episode with another Japan based podcaster. And so, yeah, I hope all of you are doing well once again. And peace out. Take care.